Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. McCullers to Harper. It's good. Right center field. Lightning strikes. Two nothing Phils. Alec Bohm starts the second and rips one to left field over Alvarez and gone. Ambrose three zip. A two from McCullers. Marsh hits a fly ball to right field. Tucker drifting back to the track to the wall. He can't get it. It's off the top of the wall and gone. The third home run for the Phillies. Schroeder flies it to center field. McCormick's going back. He's at the track. He's at the wall. Gone. Wow. Monstrous blast. Hoskins with a drive. Left field. Wow. An explosion. The South Philly Bombers with five. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. At least the ones in Philly are. Holy fuck. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? Oh, oh, oh. And I'm giving him all. Why not the guy to take it home? Ooh, I keep dancing on my own. 
Phils, baby! It's the Phils, you fucking idiot, Dallas! The Phillies! Five home runs, you fucking moron! Seven to nothing! Shut out! At the bank! No one wants to come play at the bank. It is a goddamn nightmare house to come into the bank and play baseball. They're undefeated this postseason. Undefeated, Dallas! Can't fucking win in Philly, can ya? You know what? Dude, no one wants to come. Tell him, Joe. Tell him, Joe. No one wants to come to Philly. No one wants to come to the Philly. No one wants to come to Philly, dude. Oh, Dallas, you're so stupid, dude. You're so lost, stupid. Lost in all of this is, is what? nobody willing to give Lance McCullers credit. For what? For trying to say, hey, look, you know what? 2017, hand up, our bad. I'm going to do you the favor. I'm going to let you know what's coming. All right? I mean, I'm going to let you know what's coming, and we'll see how that plays out. And from there, get off my ass. Is that so where we're starting? Nobody's thinking about that. So I'll be the first one to line up and say <laughs> credit to Lance McCullers. Credit to Lance McCullers. Thank you, Lance. Look, the boys came to bang in Philly. They the did. boys came to bang at the bank. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking doubt about that. What, what I find extremely interesting is... is the the strong point, the strength, almost the obvious separator between these two offenses was the ability to get the bat to the ball with consistency, with authority, and the other team was the Philadelphia Phillies. Where is that offense gone in Houston? Mm-hmm. They are M I. Hey, and I'm not talking about Benvenido Amiami. Yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> missing an act. Where the fuck are they? Bregman, two for the series? Mm. Or what, what is it? I mean, it just, it's it's not good right now. Well, it's who they had? Good. They had David Hensley in there today. Jordan, I mean, there's so many different ways we could go with this game. Uh, because there was obviously a lot of talk about a lot of murmuring about was Lance McCullers tipping his pitches. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted, I wanted to say this very interesting. Uh, when I retired and started to work at ESPN, I did a segment where I kind of broke down how I used sunscreen rosin to my advantage. We've talked about that many times. And initially was met with like, bro, you're giving up the secret sauce. Like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. By some guys retired and some, some guys currently in the game at that time. And I turn or not turn to, but we all saw today, like almost like a rabid pack of wolves. People were like blasting the tipping or blowing up the idea of Lance McCullers tipping. And it was just interesting because like that, that used to be before social media, like proprietary information, right? Yeah, but they got Bryce Harper caught in 4K <laughs> telling him the shit. If that wasn't, that didn't happen, no one would have even brought it up. Like a few no. guys being like, I think they got something. They're hitting everything. So, well, that's- uh, Gabe, uh, he's over, uh, he's one of the John Boy guys, uh, playoff Tanaka underscore on Twitter. Great follow if you're a Yankee fan. 
He had a couple of side-by-sides here of Lance McCullers. Uh, when he was throwing a fastball, glove was about, you know, tucked to the, the lower part of his face. And then uh, anything soft was, was up by the hat. So I don't know if that's what, what Bryce saw because people were pointing out like, how the fuck could Bryce pick up tipping? Like Bryce saw the first pitch and hit it for a home run. It's like, well, because Bryce is watching the game even when he's in the dugout and when he's on deck and he's when he's in the hole. Yeah, and what you, what you got to understand is that is exactly like when we talk about separating yourself as an organization, where can that happen? It doesn't always point to the talent on the field. It can oftentimes point to the individuals who are around and communicating that with that talent on the field. So folks who have the ability to pick these things up, who are doing their homework, going and pouring over countless pitches, countless different scenarios and pitch sequences and mechanical settings. Like when I say settings, I mean, quite literally where the hands set height, as you talked about, Jared, but distance from the body line, glove position, meaning glove tilt. There's so many different things. And all I said, I tweeted the same video that everybody else saw was there are multiple, multiple tells here, multiple. It's really about which way do you want to go? And from there you dive into, all right, lining up physical movement with pitch sequence and how frequently is he repeating X, Y, or Z when we get A, B, or C? And then you got to marry A, B, or C, which is the pitch, to X, Y, or Z, which is the physical movement or the physical tell. And now you got to see which one of those he's predominantly using or he's, he's really predominantly showing you. And all of that video being done, that's, that's what the extra week during the Super Bowl is for. Right. That's what's happening with the brain trusts with these teams in this moment in the postseason is they are going over, pouring over every single arm. The Astros, I can tell you right now, the Astros players receive multiple page pamphlets on pitchers. Those are available to them if they like them on every motherfucker down there that's thrown a pitch for the team they're facing. If you want it, we got it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Dallas, because I I think there's someone who's hired by every team to to do this and look over, uh, you know, sequences and things like that. Not every team. Not every team. Not every team can afford them. Uh, But like most teams, uh, they're serious about winning, have guys that will look at pitch sequences and and they'll have that sort of data. How much do you think? I mean, this is just speculation at this point, because Bryce Harper hit the home run four batters into the game. So you yep. don't have a ton in, on the first pitch. So you're really looking at three batters worth of data for Bryce mm-hmm. Harper to pick something up. Um, do you think that the Phillies went back to Lance McCullers' previous outing and looked at that and picked up something to see if he was repeating it in this one? Because there's not a ton of data to really... Because what you were saying, it's, you know, here's this tip, this tip, and this tip. We have to attribute that to pitch X, Y, and Z was there enough time three batters into the game to really pick all that up and fit, make the puzzle pieces fit? Or could they have gone back to his previous start? Jared, there's a body of work out there. And like, like, I don't know. It's in, I, I love talking about this stuff because it's interesting. Do I feel like I do? I, do I feel like I 
kind of know what to look for. And I'll say this much. I know that picking stuff up like this, it's not necessarily easy. It's something that comes easier to some people than it does others. I believe I'm somebody who can pick things up and I know what to look for. I know what areas to look for. So pitch usage is one of the biggest indicators, or for me, one of the biggest avenues you should think about traveling down if you're ever going to really try to dive in and pick a guy, especially when you have numbers that can be as egregious as they are between fastball, breaking ball usage with some guys, i.e. Lance McCullers. You know you're going to get off speed over 50% of the time. Well over 50%. So I have the breakdown right here. Lance McCullers threw six different pitches in his 78-pitch performance in Game 3 tonight. How many fastballs? Uh, How many fastballs? He threw six cutters. Uh-huh. He, he threw 14 sinkers. There you go. What the fuck did I set the over under on? Do we well, that's why I said way over. I, I think I said it at, at what, what did I say? 10 and a half, 11, somewhere. Maybe I might have said 13. Fuck. I mean, it's on the last podcast we did. Either way. Not, I, I mean, that, that kind of tells you. 41% sliders, 24% changeups. And then he mixed in seven knuckle curves. Nice. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're, we're, there's, and you have to understand anytime a guy has a pitch that he goes to with frequency, he's going to show you that pitch and it's going to look like oh, a different. McCullers just said, uh, this has nothing to do with tipping. Clearly, they had a good game plan against me and they executed better than I did. Okay. All right. And well, and, and the and podcast. We got to start over then. <laughs> yeah. There darn. Is no- <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Wasn't tipping. No. That. That's just. Uh, I mean, and, and and look, that might just be him saying that because he believes that, and he doesn't believe that there's any way, there's no possibility. I mean, all, all I've been able to look at, as far as tonight, is the same video, the same footage that everybody else saw. Like I started the podcast with, though. Remember, I told you that this information, at least when I played, people tried to keep close to the vest and would consider proprietary information. Like I'll, t- I'll tell you, I've, and I, I've told you guys this story. The day Hideki Matsui showed up in spring training and we're doing live ABs, day one of full squad workouts, he pulls me over with a translator, Roger. Shout out, Roger. Big love for Roger. Locker mate. Uh, and is like, yo, we had you, we had the change up. Tori was all over it. This is what it was. We need to fix it. And Damn. I was like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you <laughs> son of a, but he wasn't telling anybody that that's not getting shared with anybody, but because Matsui was where he was at in his career, like fucking He's got one foot on the plane back across the pond back home to be the fucking legend he is. He's like, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll help a kid out. No problem. So that's just not something that always happens, though, especially hitter to pitcher like that. It's usually somebody that else, somebody else that picks it up and brings it over to you. But so it was, it, it's just. Wait, even if they're on your team? Yeah, because Joey, you might just, this might just be a one, like a stop and go. Like you're just touching down Damn. and then I'm out of here, right? I'm here for a free agent year and then I'm out. Especially in Oakland. 
Yeah, like, I'm gonna see you. I'm going to. Hideki Matsui was like, "There's a D- if I if I put up some decent numbers in April and May, I'm going to a contender by by June, yeah. July." Well, yeah, and I could be right back here in this ballpark trying to kick the shit out of you. So yeah, no, that that stuff is, and then that that's why I, I again I said it was kind of crazy just to watch current ball players and recently retired ball players who are in media kind of jump all over it and like you know, hey, just want to get this out there. Just this is what I've seen. This is what I and it's like. Do we remember the day where that shit was kept close to the vest? Like some guys' tips and tells stay within very, very tight knit circles, like off season hitting circles. That stuff doesn't get talked about when homeboy shows up to the cage because he's not, you know what I mean? He's not here mm-hmm. and he could be eaten off our plate. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this happens at once every playoffs, at least once, one pitcher, and it's like some story. But how often does well, this happen in a regular season? Well, the regular like yeah, regular season format. Again, I've used this. I've used this uh, analogy. Peyton Manning and the way he prepares every game. It separated him from other quarterbacks, but then you find yourself in the postseason. You find yourself where everybody's knuckling down and doing the work that you're doing every day, weeks one through seventeen. What are you doing now to separate yourself? And it might not be enough, and that gap is now closed between a Peyton Manning and his competitor, that defensive coordinator, because they've both got the same time, and they're both doing their due diligence, whereas week four, team started fucking two and one, or excuse me, one and two, things are, well, right, fuck it, whatever, it's Peyton, he's going to fucking throw it 45 times, dice is up for 280 anyway. Let's just try to keep it under 400 and get out of here. That, that, that's what a ball game in, in May feels like sometimes, Joe. So the, the diligence is there. So it's I mean, rare. Like, so it's like, rare like to just, just, get, yeah. like get if we this were, shit. If we were asking Lance McCullers to put a storyboard together and we showed him a guy hitting a homer, that guy having a conversation with a guy on his team, that guy coming up, hitting a homer and basically that trend continuing. I feel like Lance McCullers at some point in time would be able to put together just the possibility that there was something happening or there was a reminder being made because that there was information out there that they were queuing on. I mean, five fucking home runs. You can't sit there and be like, Hey, good game plan guys. (laughs) Like, no, that's what I mean. Like, like the you know like and and the the Rosenthal interview with Alec Bohm fucking beautiful nice uh, like yeah. like and I I was having like straight up like you know what here I'll fucking I'll, I'll show you. I was having conversations about this with multiple people in the DMs because I just wasn't gonna tweet about it because mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna like that's just kind of Jared you know how I roll like I just I'm not gonna put a guy on blast even Lance McCullers like it's just not a that's why I said bro that guy's got a fucking I UFC podcast he's gonna be taken seriously man. <laughs> but I, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm trying to. Yeah, I said thing glove height, tilt, angle of lead leg, and height of leg lift tuck. All of these things are like small little pebbles on a perfectly flat, flowing river. Each one creates its own little ripple effect with its own identity. So you can pick apart certain things that could very well be giving you the same information. And now that's. Like me knowing a guy has a hole in his swing, I'm not saying shit. Like you're an out, you are an 
walking out. I'm not saying anything. Uh, I, I was going to ask you this question because I know that you're a big Dusty guy. I'm a big Dusty guy myself. Um, do you think Dusty may have left Lance out there a little bit too long? Like, I mean, Dusty has seen a lot of baseball in his day. And sure. if you've got Twitter sleuths being like, hey, he's tipping his pitches. And obviously, you, you had the, uh, the Fox camera shot of Bryce Harper clearly pulling Alec Bohm in to, to let him know a little something before he homers. That was only the second of five home runs uh, that Dusty would have been like, hey, we got to get this guy out of here because he's, they've got something. Even if, it's, even if it's not necessarily pitch dipping, um, do you think that Dusty should have gotten Lance out of that game maybe just a little bit quicker? Uh, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't even think it's hindsight. Like you're in the moment and you have that information at your fingertips, or at least you would think. No, that no, 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 no. See, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't put Dusty in a spot where he knows everything that's going on that we know because we have a completely different view of that. We, we are getting multiple vantage points, multiple opinions. What's going? Like he's Dusty is thinking about the fifth inning. All right, we're in the first, it's the second. He's thinking about the fifth and how this is going to pan out. His mind is so many other places. And that would also be inferring that real-time information from outside of the dugout is making its way to the dugout, which would be a problem. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what, what, what did you have? What did you see him doing then? See who doing what? McCullers. You said there was three things? I said there's multiple things. But you didn't notice, notice it during the game, like, oh, I see his foot. Yeah, Joey, I just said I was, I was DMing with guys about it that, that were asking me, like, hey, what's going on? And I gave them the answer that I just gave you. I told them, where, I told them what to look at. And so there's multiple things. And there's, there were multiple uh, like pitching coaches or whatever that responded to the, to the tweet, like, yo, I can see it. I see blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, everybody, I mean, it was a, you know, Video that that obviously made its way around quickly. Um, What's the benefit for Lance McCullers to say I wasn't tipping? Mental, purely mental. And like he just he doesn't like, want to admit it. Like, do you think that he genuinely believes that he wasn't tipping, or is he just saying like I'm not going to get in my own head and you know have bring it, this into the next start if I even make another appearance in this series? Using my own experience as an example, I thought to myself, "What? No fucking way!" Like I'm in the big leagues. Like, how am I getting outs in the big leagues with my shit if they know what's coming? Like, that can't be true. There's no way that could be true. Like, I, I get outs. If they knew what was coming with, with my shit, like, I would not be here talking to Hideki fucking Matsui. And so initially, you're like, what does this guy know? And then very quickly, you go, oh, that's right. That's Hideki Matsui. And he's on that team that has been kicking the fuck out of everybody in this division. So... You remember where the listening part comes into play, Dallas? You remember where the learning part? Shut up and listen. Shut up and learn. And that's what you do. That's that's what you do. And I and I can I can remember playing Tori going back and like after one of the first series at home, because I just on him, I would just fucking wiggle, wiggle, just fucking wiggle and flare. Even selecting my pitch, I'd have my glove out facing him, nobody on. I would fucking flare my glove. Because we obviously, you know, I knew that he knew or he knew that I now knew that they had me. So that was my way of showing him, like, I fucking got you, fucker. You're not going to know what I fucking know anymore. You're way too good anyway. Um, Who is this? Tori Hunter. 
Oh. Hit him with yeah, because Tor- Tori's a G, man. Tori's like well adept to that. Interesting. That yeah. shit's fascinating to me. Uh, <clears throat> it is time for October baseball. And I'm betting on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the World Series. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook has a championship-worthy offer that you cannot miss. New customers can bet just $5 on any World Series game and win $200 in free bets if your team wins. If you want to boost your winnings, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money that you can win. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code JARED, J-A-R-E-D. Bet just $5 to win $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JARED. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, well, the, uh, Houston Astros have found themselves after Kyle Tucker before the series said, yeah, you know, I'd love to win in four, but you know, they're a good team. So maybe it'll take five or six. I don't know. Uh, they're now trailing in the series. It is two games to one in favor of the fighting Phils, the fighting Davey Dombrowski's, uh, a, a five home. I actually got it wrong in the in the post game tweet. I originally put four, and then everyone was like, "Who's five? And I was like, "Fuck!" I didn't realize it. <clears throat> you had Bryce Harper picking up right where he left off. The two run bomb in the bottom of the first. Alec Bohm follows that, and then you have Brandon Marsh in the what was that? The fifth inning. Fifth inning. Then Kyle Schwarber hits one in the fucking trees, like four fifty to dead center. Also I mean, off he- Lance McCullers. He came on that baseball. He did. I mean, he's been he, doing that all postseason. I mean, he's been doing that his whole career, really, like in the postseason. If he hits a home run in the postseason, they are fucking massacred. Like, you could you could just see him, though, like... Leaning on it. Yeah, like, he just... He got... Like, he was... He hit the very... Very back. <laughs> oh, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like he just oh, oh. was destroyed and then uh and reese hoskins back to back his sixth home run his sixth home run of the postseason can we shout out mrs hoskins yeah we mrs. can actually mrs sacktown stadium yeah mm-hmm. our boy goes fucking bridge mm-hmm. and then she's like you know what mm-hmm. let's fucking go there's <laughs> Did I tell you, did I say that, did I tell the story on the podcast about uh, her purse? Yeah. No. What, what are you, what? What are you digging in her purse? How does Joey know the story, but you don't, Alice? I have no idea. Uh, so she, Mrs. Hoskins left her purse in the back seat of an Uber and a listener to baseball is dead was the next rider in the Uber. So he contacted me 
And he was like, hey, I have Reese Hoskins' wife's purse. Do you know how I can get it back to her? And I was like, yeah. So I hit up Reese. I was like, hey, funny story. Uh, your wife left her purse in the backseat of an Uber. I, I can put you in touch with the guy who has it. So I connected them and that's how she got her purse back. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, kind of that is great. Now. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. She kind of... Uh, that's uh, good BID people. Fans come through. Yeah, they fucking they're good people. Um, but I mean, just just that that's the kind of energy pumping through the bank right now, though. You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> guys are going deep on the field. Their significant others are just buying fucking beers <laughs> for everybody, and yeah. it's a fucking party. It's it is party. a massive party. That's the energy when like when, when the when the th- you know the team of destiny shit gets thrown around. This is the kind of stuff you think of the imagery from tonight. Like that's the kind of shit you see, right? Like, uh, the the Bryce Harper Alec Bohm conversation is tantamount to the play, like Bill Walsh and Joe Montana knee in the dirt, drawing some shit up. You're gonna hit Dwight Clark in the back of the fucking end zone and break Cowboys fans' heart. Like that is that's just that like that lore to it. Like it just I I love that. I love that. I, I love that. That's happening in philly for these fans because jared you've been on point with the assessment of philly's fans they don't fucking like you they can't stand themselves half the time and they don't like half their fucking players 70 percent of the time like they're they're just but when they all when it all comes together and everything aligns in philly it's fucking beautiful. There's no better place to be as a sports fan. Like if when when a Philly sports team is good, there's no better place to be. There's no better fan base to be a part of. I just got a text from a Phillies fan who said, "Grease every surface." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that fucking place. There's going to be <laughs> statues of dudes from the fucking 1700s <laughs> trotting around that city like it's going to be a Why do I not remember this from from 08 and 09? Like I don't like I don't remember it. I mean obviously Things it was changed, pre Jared. It was pre social media too. So I guess like you don't get that that guerrilla style video where boots on the ground in real time being like hey we're about to burn this place to the ground, bro. Yeah. But now really? it has been eye opening. I feel like I don't know. I remember them winning the World Series and there being like a parade that was like the record parade. But that's Joe, different than like they have to grease every surface in the city to hey, prevent people from climbing every every you, thing. You got something climb. burning in, in your house? Yeah. Mind your own business, dude. <laughs> well, I just I, I, even, I just saw a fucking classy smoke. <laughs> smoke it's coming a, out from behind. Coming out from the back. I didn't want you it's to fine. burn. Well, wait, I'll take it. I'll put it out when the podcast is over. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. I never no, it's it just out. It's just an oil diffuser. Yeah. Okay, you just got oh, you're you're an essential guy. That's nice. A little lavender get you going. Calm yeah, down. it's actually fall flavor, so oh. maple maple leaves or something. Hey, get your little eucalypti in there. All right, mm. don't cheat yourself. That's what my bath bubbles are. Eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal smelling. Great, great analgesic. Yeah, eucalyptus bath bubbles. Get the, it in you. Yeah. The right word. Yeah, but yeah, uh, got to give a shout out to uh, Joey's favorite pitcher. And his name is Ranger Suarez, the unsung uh, hero of this game, 
because you got the five homers for the Phils. Everyone's talking about Lance McCullers and the pitch tipping. But Ranger Suarez goes out there with his 123 postseason ERA and he goes five shut, walks one guy, punches out four, gives up three hits. The unsung hero of this game, Ranger Suarez. Joe, you know, it's a victory you know lap. You know Mr. what's great Ranger. about this too? It, and it's, I think it's <laughs> statingly obvious, but all of the quote unquote plus side guys, all of the arms that you're going to, that you're leaning on in leverage spots here, got a breather. And that is not to say or take anything away from what the dudes on the mound did tonight. Because you just shut out one of the most prolific offenses in baseball. In baseball. Shut them the fuck out. Right? Now you've got everybody, even with the off days gone, more important, kind of lining up. That's huge. That is huge. Not only for the rest side of things, but think about the confidence each and every one of these dudes is going home with tonight. Getting in bed with tonight is what they just did in game three in front of a maniacal crowd how about veerling the guy caught a ball in right field and got 36 <laughs> fucking high fives and pats on the back that was sick like you like i swear to god if you replay that video you can watch him process in the moment that just fucking happened how fucking cool was that he wanted to fucking jump up and i promise you he was, you could see him feeling that. That's the kind of energy. That's what I'm saying, dude. Chaz McCormick's family's in hell right now. Did you see the video that I posted from my couch? Of what? So I, I have the, you've been to my apartment. I have like the surround sound speakers in the back. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they pick up the crowd noise. Yeah. I'll see if I can play it. But this dude was just, just absolutely out. wearing out Chaz McCormick. And it's like, do they know that he's a Phillies fan? Violently and aggressively berating Chaz McCormick. <laughs> I love it. Your name is that, stupid, Chaz. How does that get picked up for your TV? So, uh, all the field mics, s- yeah, the, like, audio. It, it has to be a, a mic in center field because it's a field. No, they got dude. They got mics all over the place. They got mics in the outfield. They got mics. Some of them, some places, put mics on the foul poles. Yeah, they but why can't behind. I hear it? Why can Jared hear it? I can't. Surround well, sound. because that's not fair. You, you don't have you. You spend all your money on mics and not on speakers, <laughs> right? Like yeah, at my house. If you're sitting, noise, if you're dude. sitting in the chairs watching the game, the speakers are behind you, and if there's someone throwing in the bullpen, it sounds like they're fucking warming up behind the couch. What? Great, yeah. And you can hear like, like the the left is like you can hear fans over here, and then you can hear fans over there. It's nuts. Yeah, Joe, it's like wearing a pair of headphones when you're playing COD. It's Call of Duty. 
Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I used to see a D and I was like, what? And then I got it. Uh, yeah. Video. But boy, that is welcome. kind of fucking cheap that you get the noise. I know, but whatever. I mean, you're cheap for not getting it. Really? Well, Dallas is right. I'm more of an output, not an input. You listen. I make the noises with the mics. <laughs> Fuck speakers. Fuck, Fuck speakers. 26 mics. Shit. Yeah, Wait, now, you know that, now that the game's over, there are uh, GIFs and videos side by side all over Twitter of Lance McCullers tipping his bitches. Yeah, it's... Well, who's right? It's all of them. Are they all right? Because I see people talking about the hands. I see people talking about the, the leg lift. Yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, you can... Like, it's literally a, like one of my daughter's favorite books is i spy and it's just a book of a bunch of shit on the page and you play i spy this is what i'm seeing that's what that could be like like i spy a lower half pitch tip here you go ah well try again i spy and it's yeah you could go so many different ways a rod with one of the worst takes of all time just now he's odd uh, I haven't heard the audio. I just read the caption. Let's let's hear what he said live. But that wasn't it. Wasn't an iPad in the dugout. You love it. I, you know why I love it, Pop? Because in the moment is how you win championships. You got to pay attention, and it's fluid and it's real. And the way you help your teammates out is by being in the moment. This promotes narcissism and selfishness. If I'm playing, if I'm hitting, he said that <laughs> I, iPads in the dugout promote narcissism and selfishness. This is the literal most <laughs> narcissistic player in baseball history saying this. Yeah, He's well, changed. He, I, I can understand. See, this is why. And look, I'm not going to tell you how much of a better human being I am than him, but but this, <laughs> this should be a clear indicator for you. <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna remove who said it and just think about the context of what he's saying and. What we saw from Bryce Harper tonight about the conversation with Bohm, he is thinking that if Bryce Harper's head is in an iPad, is he able to have that conversation? Mm-hmm. Does he have the, the feel to go up and talk to his teammate and have the conversation and tell him what he's feeling? The answer is is a clear and resounding yes. Bryce Harper has that feel. <laughs> and it's almost like you forget having the iPad in the dugout would give you the opportunity to go, hey, Alec, come over here. I want to show you something. Look at my iPad. And I want to show you the... So instead of sitting there on the top step with no iPad, like A-Rod had to do, I mean, but he wasn't on the top step. <clears throat> uh, he would have had to have been like gesturing, right? With his hands. Look for his hands. And that's where you see the awkward conversation where the players turn their back to the field. And they're like, yeah, look for his hands. All right, he does this. He does this. He, do- he does this. And now you can't communicate what you really want to as effectively maybe. But the iPad? The iPad solves that. Yeah. But to his point, if we're all sitting there, if six of us are watching our at-bats, the seventh guy 
is at the dish and the eighth guy is on deck and the ninth guy in the lineup has a bat in his hand standing in the hole waiting to go on and nobody's talking to anybody and nobody's watching what's unfolding in real time because your iPad is full of data leading up to this moment. And it can show you some real time stuff from that day. But after the, after that, now we're talking about what's happening in the game. So the data coming into the game could almost be rendered useless by the second inning based on what you're seeing. What if Lance McCullers over the first two innings decided to throw 35 fucking fastballs? Well, you want to know what he just did? He took your scouting report, ripped it up and threw it out the window. But your iPad's going to tell you, here comes that spinner. Mm-hmm. So find the balance. Find the balance. But it's just crazy. That I, I don't find it odd at all that he wasn't able to put together the fact that you can have the fucking technology <laughs> in the dugout and have the conversation that you think isn't happening because of the iPad. Well, A-Rod's supposed to be like the master of sign stealing. That's what I heard. Sign stealing is not hard. I heard it from my years of research, dude. No, I've definitely heard that A Rod is like the master of picking. I heard, I heard, I read it in a book. Allegedly, A Rod was giving the other team signs. He would like get their signs. Yeah, and then he would tell the other shortstops on the other team, and they would like get a deal. So like when he hit the shortstop, would tell him, and then he would tell them in blowouts. You got that in writing, Joe. That was like in a book I read when I made a video about Alex Rodriguez. Someone accused him of doing that. It was like an anonymous source. I don't know if it's true, but hmm. that'd be pretty funny. No, he like and again, you can't take anything away from the baseball acumen. He he is he is he's known to be able to pick pitches, but that is very different than him. Just not, I don't even like not being able to put two elementary thoughts together right there. Like I, I, I get what he's saying, but it's so quickly remedied if you just zoom out for fucking two seconds and realize, oh, that's right. The iPad and the conversation, that's almost unfair. That's like a tag team. Holy shit. Now we're, now we're putting it together. Hmm. <clears throat> well, interesting. That's it's an interesting take world. about yeah. narcissism from the yeah, expert right. in narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. And he's that's hanging weird. out with, with Jeter on TV. Oh, that was an awkward hug before the game. Did you see it's that? Just so, I, I, didn't see I, it. I love though, I love that it is just so forced and it is so and like because Jeter's like, bro, like I'm at home carving pumpkins with the kids, driving the kids to school, like just doing the fucking dad thing. Living my New York legend life and being awesome, just being <laughs> awesome, and it, like A Rod, just like every move so calculated, everything just so like so faux, so faux, mm-hmm. bro. And Jeter's just like, well, fuck, I got to entertain this shit. I mean, you if you watch the video, I don't know who was to A Rod's right, but Poppy was to A Rod's left. Cheater comes in, daps up, hugs Poppy, gives A-Rod a hug, and he's already 
physically moving on to the next person mid hug with a rod he's like let's just get this over with i can't like not hug you because i just hugged the first two like i hugged frank thomas and poppy well, so i can't not hug you and a rod same thing a rod's head instantly turned instantly like trying to like not be the one who's getting shown up yeah 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 Ugh. i love it i love it Cr- cringe um all right is there anything else that we want to hit on in this game i mean we we have uh Game four tomorrow, obviously the rain out. I, I thought it would have been funny if we just did a podcast like talking about the rain out to put out for, for today. <laughs> but uh, I ended up watching the Terrifier 2. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would recommend that to everybody. So, you watch what? The Terrifier 2. It's the movie that... Uh, Man, I missed that saying, first one. I should probably have people, to circle back. People were passing out. Like Ambulances were getting called to like the movie theater. Like once I got to the scene, I was like, I know exactly. Like this is definitely the scene that people were fucking passing out and puking in the movie theaters up about. Um, terrified. But, uh, yeah, so how was Terrified One? Worth it? Terrifier. <laughs> oh, Terrifier mm-hmm. One. You can definitely skip. Like you, you don't have to see the first one. I guess like the second one picks up immediately after the first one ends. You don't really have to watch the first one to watch the second one. Uh, but I think you that you should probably watch the first one to know what you're getting yourself into for the second one. Like there's a kill scene in the first one where you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, that was graphic. And then the second one, there is a kill scene in that one where you're like that. Like I, all I do is watch horror movies. And I will tell you right now that there is a kill scene in Terrifier 2 that may be number one or number two, the most graphic kill scene that i've ever seen in my life i tried to watch kill bill multiple times couldn't do it really oh then this is this movie's not for you okay yeah if if you get queasy easy this man i was for you no 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 not that because it's just like the fucking bouncing back and forth between like the cartoon the fuck i just eh. yeah that's literally my dad's favorite movie it's kill bill Beef. He's seen it six thousand times. Anytime it comes on, he'll just sit down and watch the whole fucking thing. It doesn't matter I'll what time of day. Watch facing Nolan or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's about a killer claw. But uh, I did find out that my youngest daughter, and actually scratch that, middle daughter, probably a borderline psychopath. Why is that? Uh, because I have never seen the joy overcome a little human watching other little humans get get scared and become terrified <laughs> terrified we were the um uh Alice in Wonderland crew for Halloween mm-hmm. and my middle daughter was Alice and very cute girl biased she looks like one of those creepy like children of the corn kids in her fucking Alice in Wonderland outfit and we got the fog machine going, black lights, strobe lights. And I explained to her what was going to happen. And I said, you got to stand right here and stand very still. And they're going to come up and they're going to talk to you. If you want to move around and move your head and give them candy, you can do that. But don't say anything. And she said, you don't want me to talk to him, daddy? And I said, now's not the time to talk. Now's the time to just stare at him and be spooky. And she said, okay, I can do that. And we scared, we scared. I was trying to find the fucking video of the security camera. It's 
fucking hilarious. Like a little kid in a T-Rex outfit. Like one of the blow up like superstar T-Rexes, you know. <clears throat> and he dropped his bag and tried to fucking take off running, tripped over the little tail. And we have like our front yard is I, I set up fencing, like graveyard fencing around it and spider webs and shit. And it's just a fucking yard sale. Candy bag gone. Uh, the fucking costume pops because the top of the fucking fence is like, you know, little plastic barbs or whatever. And the kid is your liability. Kids just losing his shit in the costume, rolling around on our <laughs> fucking front lawn. You're gonna get sued. My, yeah, daughter, gonna get sued. <laughs> my daughter just let out a fucking demon laugh and had candy in her hand, like like candy bars, a fucking three musketeers and a Snickers, and she squeezed the fuck out of those candy bars like fucking Lenny from Mice and, and Men squeezing the rabbits. And, Jesus. <laughs> and it was just a demonic <laughs> <laughs> and she turned and like had her teeth fucking clenched you know like she was just so like she, had, she didn't know that feeling existed. Yeah. Like you can do this to people and it feels good. Like, and I was like, oh, fuck, man. And then she started getting pissed off at her older sister because she came out and she was dressed as Cheshire Cat, but she shut it down a long time ago. She wanted to get into the candy. So she got out of her costume and was just crushing candy and she wanted to come out and scare people. And our middle daughter was like, no, sissy, you're not dressed up anymore. You don't have the spirit. You don't have and the I was spirit. Like, oh, fuck. Like we've, I'm going to have to exercise this child. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What, so, what do you think? Uh, what do you think led to this? I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it's the, the pure joy that I receive from scaring the fuck out of little kids too. That probably just trickled down. It's a DNA thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like your grandmother is like secretly letting them watch scary movies. That's how I got into horror movies was my, my dad's mother. Like when I would sleep at her house, she'd be like, you can rent any movie that you want. And I would rent all the scary ones. And she's like, I don't care what you watch. I was was absolutely watching rated R movies. I I was tormented as a child by my mother and my grandmother, like tormented, taken to the, taken to great America. And they had a fucking, pirate ship ride there early and the pirate ship went upside down and it stopped at the top and i asked does the pirate ship go upside down no no you're gonna be fine no pirate ship doesn't go upside down sweet get on the pirate ship the fucker goes upside down we stop i lose my fucking mind jared lose my mind and i'm like (laughs) dick high to a grasshopper barely big enough to ride this fucking thing getting tormented the zipper at your local carnival don't don't just Mm -hmm. don't ride that because it could fall (laughs) out of the air Mm -hmm. we get on that thing does it have to spin or can we make it not spin it doesn't spin they don't spin some of them are just loose is ours loose no ours is fine we get in that thing (laughs) fucking spun well it sounds like you're an idiot like you're trying (laughs) to blame them but like you don't learn i'm a child I'm a child being a led astray child. by my fucking child. parental guardian. That's that's kind of that's the lesson to be learned is you can't trust you can't trust anybody. Can't trust your parents. That's for mm. fucking sure. 
Absolutely. It's DTA, don't trust Stone Cold Steve Austin 101. DTA, don't trust anybody. <clears throat> Joey, what were no, you for Halloween? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't dress up this year, unfortunately. Why oh, not? Cool. Yeah. So why not, dude? Because I didn't go anywhere. And what did you dress up as? I didn't go anywhere either. So, yeah. I didn't say, I, I'm old now, dude. I don't have kids. Dallas has kids. You think Dallas would be dressing up if you didn't have kids? Probably. Well, that's another thing. It's like, what, since when did parents start dressing up? I noticed that. The parents always I, dress up. I, I never went about. trick-or-treating and the parents are all wearing their costumes. That's not show. Bro, you've never been Joe, to Joe, Valley. this is a safe space, but we can take this conversation offline. If, if, if you've got some things you'd like to get off your chest about <laughs> trick-or-treating that didn't happen, yeah. you can, you know? Yeah. I, no, I just dad, saw all the... Uh, I saw dad, the I'm here for you. I saw all the trick-or-treaters and then all the parents had their costumes on. I was like, that seems new. Jake, did you have yeah, a costume? Because I was Jake from Baseball's Dead. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> Fucking Classic. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, game four Wednesday night Christian Javier versus Aaron Nola I uh you I'd like to say right now you don't you don't the the Astros can't lose this game because it'd be a tough one to lose Gonna, gonna need this one me Joe Jake we know what it feels like to be at the bank when the Phillies have a chance to clinch. You don't want to be there for that, bro. You don't want yeah. to be at the bank when it's clinch time. Stroh's definitely going to need this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a must. Are you ready to put the must win label on this, Dallas? Must win for the oh, Stroh's? It's, absolu- it's absolutely a must win. Absolutely a must win. Like the offense has to show up. That's the problem for the Houston Astros. Straight up. Straight up the offense is gone there's nobody rolling the pole nobody do you feel stupid for sticking with the astros when i gave you the chance to switch to the fills not at all not all right at all. so you just like being stupid this is this is your life story like you we're learning a lot about you psychologically you just told us as a child that you just chose that to be stupid that you you chose to be stupid and now as an adult you choose to be stupid I was lied to as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The panel uh, here didn't lie to you. It was Phil's all day. Everyone else here was Phil's and you wanted to be different. And now you're going to stand out as the one idiot on this podcast. <sighs> We're not there yet. A lot, of, a lot of meat on this bone, boys. A lot yeah. of meat on this bone, boys. And. And. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking where the Astros are at right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, tell you what, Jared. <laughs> Tell you what, you can't win this son of a bitch in six if you don't win the next two in Philly. That's right. Phillies <laughs> are getting too big for their britches. And it's tough I mean, that's a fact. You can't win at home if you don't win the next two in Philly. And that's exactly what they've set themselves up for. Yeah. It's a must win. They have to like sweep. I told you. Like I told all of you. decade to do it. So, we'll see. How the turntables. What time is the game tomorrow? Eight. What time is the game on Thursday? Uh, eight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this guy. I, I, I'd rather they were thinking of making it like an afternoon game because Thursday night football or something. Thursday night. There's going to be six people watching <laughs> that fucking game. 
Yeah, but the, the birds are on, yo. Birds, the birds dude. are on. It's all good, bro. They know where their heart is right now. That's it's true. They got the fucked bank. out of that too. The rain out because they they would have had uh, the the off day of the World Series would have been Thursday. Eagles are playing Thursday night football now. Now they're gonna have to choose. Could you imagine? I saw this tweet. This guy had tickets to Game Seven, and that would now be his wedding day. Ooh. <laughs> Divorce. That's a, that's a fucking Divorce. Those tickets just became yeah. a whole lot more expensive. They did. Well, thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back for game four tomorrow night. I hope you guys have been enjoying the more digestible, uh, shorter podcast we're doing for each game here. Maybe we'll make some changes next year. We'll see. Something we're going to talk about. So in the meantime, let's go Phils. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.